Yeah, good job whoever made that video, probably Stephen Hertz. What does the Bible say about sex? I'm not teaching about that tonight, but good luck to whoever that is. Uh, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Chaos. Yeah, it's good to be in the room. Uh, sad that students, you can't be here with us, but thankful for technology that allows us to still gather and connect. Uh, my name is Carter Moore, and I'm on staff at Orchard Hill Church, and I help lead our student ministry teams. Thank you to the chaos team for making this happen, pivoting last minute. Thanks for the pizza and the orange crush. I'm a little apprehensive that I'm going to let out a giant belch during this teaching. Not yet. So, I apologize in advance if that happens. On Sunday morning, this past Sunday, I surprised our youngest child, Isaac, with an early birthday present. He's eight years old and has followed in his dad's footsteps and is the biggest Buffalo Bills fan that I know. Uh, That morning, I told him the two of us were driving to Kansas City to watch the Buffalo Bills take on the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Shout out to Derek Akers for the tickets hookup. Thanks, buddy. So we road trip down to Kansas City, and we had the most amazing day together, tailgating, taking in all the sights and sounds, and then getting to witness one of the greatest playoff games in NFL history. Our team didn't win, but it was still an incredible experience. I loved watching my son experience the highs and lows of being a fan. And football, like, like every other sport, yeah, that was his favorite part. Football, like every other sport or game that we play, has a set of rules that you play by. In the NFL, the commissioner of the league is in the highest position of authority. The commissioner then elects members to lead the NFL Rules Committee, and it's their job to oversee and regulate the rules of the game. So without this authority and without the rules, there would be chaos on the field, no pun intended. Someone asked me recently, In general, are you a rule follower or a rule breaker? To which I replied, it depends on the rule. If I think a rule is unfair, I want to challenge it or change it. For example, the overtime rule in the NFL, that's a stupid rule, and we need to change it. Generally, though, rules are in place to help keep order and keep things fair. And I want to make the case tonight that authority and rules, when created with good in mind, are helpful for us. See, when God, the ultimate authority, created the heavens and the earth, and us, mankind, he put forth some rules, and not to be like bossy God, but because he loves us and knows that we need boundaries in our life to experience life in the best way possible. And it didn't take long in Genesis, the beginning of of the story of humankind, for the first humans to break the rules. God creates man and woman and puts them in a beautiful garden where they have everything they need. In Genesis 2, it says, The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. So the crafty serpent comes along and tricks Eve into eating the fruit from the forbidden tree. And then the man and the woman, they don't die, but worse. They realize they are naked and ashamed. Awkward. See, I was you once. It was a long time ago, but I remember the challenging days at Pete Junior High School. Like that bowl cut? It's going to make a comeback, isn't it? It has. See, I get it. 
I had a junior high student. I have one who's in eighth grade. I'll have another one next year who's going to be in seventh grade. I care about your generation. I care about junior high students. I care about the things you are going through. The chaos team asked me if I would come tonight and talk about our relationship with authority. I said, sure, and I kind of giggled internally at the same time because I want you to know that I had a rocky relationship with authority, and it started to get pretty bad in junior high. I got punched by my confirmation teacher for being a complete disruption in class. Now, it's not okay to hit a student, but I guess things were a little different in the 90s. I got suspended at school for drawing an awful depiction of a classmate on the entire wall of the boys' bathroom. Uh, I began to experiment with drugs and alcohol. One of my favorite bands was the Beastie Boys, and I really resonated with their music. And one of their most famous songs, ironically enough, it's played over the loudspeakers every time the Kansas City Chiefs score a touchdown. It's called Fight for Your Right. And I want to read you just some of the lyrics. You wake up late for school, man, you don't want to go. You ask your mom, please, but she still says no. You miss two classes and no homework. But your teacher preaches class like you're some kind of jerk. You got to fight for your right to party. See, I wanted to fight. I wanted to party. In the junior high, I wanted to break the rules. I didn't want to listen to my parents or my teachers or my coaches. And I'm wondering if anybody can relate to that. More than anything, and at the core of it all, I wanted to be liked. I wanted to be cool. I wanted to live life my way. And I think we can all relate to that in some way, if we're honest. And what started in junior high progressed into college and my young adult years until my life was spinning out of control. And one night I woke up in a jail cell and had hit rock bottom. But there's hope in my story and there's hope for your story too. See, I had a powerful, supernatural encounter with Jesus and the Holy Spirit not long after that night I spent in jail. And I decided to lay down my pride and ask Jesus to be the leader and authority in my life. And in doing so, it has changed how I view every other relationship in my life. I finally found the love that nothing else on earth could provide. And I want to tell you a few things that I've learned about Jesus after I had a rocky relationship with authority for most of my life. And I wish I could have truly heard this before learning these lessons the hard way. In the book of Philippians chapter 2, Paul, who had his own powerful encounter with Jesus that changed his life, wrote these words. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. I'm going to say that again. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing. By taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. This is the kind of leader worth following. In Jesus' last moments with his disciples before going to the cross to lay down his life, he shares these words with them. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. 
So as you interact with people in authority the rest of this week, your parents, your coaches, your teachers, I pray that you can respond with humility and not pride, with love and not hate, with peace and not anger. And I pray you do so because you truly see that is the way Jesus lived his life and is inviting you to do the same. And because Jesus led with love, you can easily ask yourself in any situation, especially in your relationships with those in authority, is this a loving response? If the answer is no, you have permission to not do it. If you're like me and you don't think before you act, you can ask yourself afterwards, was that a loving response? If the answer is no, then ask for forgiveness. In closing tonight, I want you to remember three things. And I'd encourage you to write these down or take a picture or screenshot this if you're watching online. Number one, seek first the most important relationship you will ever have, one with Christ Jesus. Number two, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. And number three, in your relationships with one another, always ask, is this a loving response? Will you pray with me? Father God, we give you thanks that you decided to create the heavens and the earth. You decided to create us. And then you had a plan. You had order. You gave us some boundaries because you knew the best way for us to live and thrive in this broken and challenging life. God, we just invite your Holy Spirit to move in our hearts and our minds as we consider how it is that we treat other people, especially those in authority, and how we can honor the sacrifice that your son Jesus made by the way that we treat others and those in authority. God, we give you thanks that you sent your son Jesus and that he did not consider himself above us, but he became one of us and showed us a new and better way to live, a fulfilling, abundant, joy-filled life. God, I thank you for the junior high students that are tuning in. I thank you for the leaders that are serving and coming here and humbling themselves every week. I thank you for the staff team and the churches that um, have so many resources and give back in this way. We love you, we thank you, and it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.